0: and the superintendent of public instruction for the state of Arizona, Kathy Hoffman. Kathy, how are you? Doing well, Bill, how are you? Doing well, trying to hang in there like everybody else, and we're all anxiously awaiting to hear what you have to tell us about how we are going to reopen uh, schools here in Arizona. So go ahead, what is the plan?
1: Well it's definitely a complex plan. So if people want to read it in detail, it's all posted on our website, which is azed.gov. And we didn't do this, we didn't make this plan by ourselves. We engaged stakeholders from across the state. We had well over a hundred people participating on our task force from all different backgrounds. And they helped us. We broke it into subcommittees and they helped us put together these recommendations. I'm also very grateful that we had the partnership with the Department of Health Services because I know what is top of the mind of most people is the health and safety of our students and our teachers and staff as we go back into the school buildings in the next academic year. Um so we, we made sure to put a lot of recommendations in there, but they are the whole the plan and all together, we actually call it a roadmap because we want it to be very adaptable and flexible to meet the needs of our local schools and meet the needs of their local communities.
0: Will each community, then, the local schools, will they be able to set their own guidelines, or how will that work?
1: By and large, yes, that uh, most of the decisions will be made by our governing boards, but we are strongly encouraging them to be engaging actively engaging with their families, with their teachers and staff. Um, but by and large, we are a local control state, so these are not state mandates, they are recommendations.
0: And give us a few of the, the more important ones, uh, Kathy, please.
1: In terms of health, um, I think it'll look very familiar to people that it's very closely aligned with the CDC recommendations. I know when I talk with people, they're um, very concerned about, well, how, how can we possibly have distancing in our schools when we have had a historic shortage of educators and staff? And so that that is the reality of our schools in Arizona, that having proper distancing will be very challenging. So um, schools can implement other types of mitigation strategies that are recommended as alternatives or as additional types of strategies. Um, but I think I think that we will see different school communities cho- having you know choosing different options depending on what fits best for their communities. And I think we're going to see a lot of online instruction and online options going into the next school year. I um, was just talking with Superintendent Trujillo this morning. We were on a panel together, and I know that they're looking at hybrid options. So we made sure that within our roadmap that there were considerations. For schools that are thinking about having a more hybrid model. So, you know, having an opportunity for students to still come learn in the school buildings, but also having more online opportunities.
0: And by the way, for our listeners, we will spend a half an hour uh, from noon to 1230 with Superintendent uh, Trujillo here on the program. So, Teachers who are feeling that uh, maybe they're vulnerable and the older, um, perhaps they're in the vulnerable group or they have some pre-existing conditions, they may not want to come to school, so they may want to teach online.
1: That's correct. They may want to teach online. I know our, our schools are looking at different options for our most vulnerable populations, whether it's the staff or even our kids who are medically fragile that we definitely need to have considerations and plans in place for them. Um, you know, it's not it's not easy to say, oh, you should just teach online when teachers are used to having their vibrant classrooms, they're used to doing hands-on, project-based learning, and now we're asking them to shift to a whole different platform and learn all these, you know, it's a steep learning curve to try to, you can't just easily transform what you were doing in the classroom to now a completely online platform. Um, So we're very aware of that steep learning curve and, and the demands on our teachers during this time.
0: When will school open?
1: By and large, our schools in Arizona open either at the end of July, like the Vail School District, or early August is the majority of our school districts.
0: I know it's probably hard to kind of put a percentage on what uh, one-on-one or classroom instruction, uh, what percent of uh, the total schools will go to, you know, online or or will go face-to-face. It's it's going to be a kind of every school deciding it might be 50-50 or 40-60 or, or
1: how do you see that? Yeah, what I've been hearing, I've been talking regularly with superintendents from across the state, and right now, as they've been surveying their families and asking, what do you prefer, it it ranges from district to district that some say it's 20% or 30%. I've even heard 50% of families who say that they would prefer an online option, that they're not yet ready to go back into the classroom physically. Um, so that's why we're hearing from our school leaders that they want flexibility, they they want to be able to continue to serve their families, whether it's in-person or online. Um, so we're working with our state lawmakers and other state leaders to make sure that we can find that type of flexibility, ensure that there's also stability in school funding as we move forward.
0: Kathy Hoffman is with us. She is the Arizona Superintendent of Public Instruction. Kathy, how would you uh, grade how this was a really difficult situation when schools had to close down in March and then go to online and and access to computers was difficult for for many families. How would you kind of grade this overall experiment of going to online? It was a real challenge, wasn't it?
1: Yes, it's been a huge challenge for Arizona as a state. We estimate that it's about 200,000 of our 1.1 1. 1 million, so about a about 20% of our students across the state that don't have access to internet at home.
0: Wow. So I that's didn't huge. I didn't know it was it, that that many. Wow.
1: Yes, it is. It's it's huge. It's significant and and it's much more drastic in some com- communities more than others. Especially for example, Navajo Nation um, has very limited access to internet and um, it, it just can really vary from, from community to community. But I know even in Tucson that the, there's been challenges with connectivity and access to devices. Um, so the transition has been very challenging for our families, for our students, for our teachers um, to transition. I think there's, we've seen phenomenal innovation and creativity and a lot of our our teachers have been going above and beyond to serve their students and their families and try to help them through these challenges but um, but we have to recognize this is not easy
0: what are you hearing about inner the high school sports I almost said intercollegiate but uh, that's that's a ways away that's not in your (laughs) not in your um, ballpark what about uh, the sporting
1: events So we we don't oversee the sports, but I have been in communication with the interscholastic association, which oversees all of our athletics for Arizona, and we did link to their guidance in our on our website as well. Um, What I'm hearing from them is that they're encouraging the coaches to take it slow, to not rush right back in, you know. Um, students might be a little bit out of shape after not having this time for training and and for working out together as a team Um, but they're encouraging coaches to just take it step by step and um, and they they provided very comprehensive recommendations as well so we were really um, very pleased that we were able to partner with them and and link to their guidance on through our resources so
0: students will have to wear a mask is that one of your guidelines
1: it's not a requirement for all students to wear masks It's it's one possible mitigation strategies that Mm. schools could utilize
0: and trying to do the distancing in a classroom i realize could be very challenging correct
1: correct it's um i mean we have to be realistic here that it's near impossible for our elementary schools middle schools high schools that have you know our high schools can even have thousands of students that that attend and um, so it's, it's just the circumstances we're in, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, that with our, our staffing levels of teachers and the situation we're in is not ideal for any kind of distancing. But there are, I think, it's, I think we need to be focused on how do we reduce the risk because we can't completely eliminate the risk. So it's more about how can we make sure that everyone's washing their hands, that we're deep cleaning all the desks and just doing everything we can to to mitigate these risks but knowing that it's not going to be it's not going to look perfect the way that you can imagine
0: i mean keeping a mask on a a first grader (laughs) that's not going to work for very long kathy uh quickly again we're out of time but uh, where can people now go to, to to review the plan please
1: Through our website at um, www.azed.gov. Lots of resources there for families and educators, too.
0: All right. Well, good luck. School will be opening before you know it. We're already here pushing uh, into the almost mid-June area, so it won't be long. Thank you very much, Kathy. Thank you, Bill. Kathy Hoffman with us from the uh, Office of Superintendent. She is the superintendent of the Arizona Department of Education.